0: What's up, Heat Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And you know what? I sound hyped right now, but that's because I'm always ready to go for these podcasts. And that's basically it. Because really, I really don't know how to feel. Because you know what? After every pod, I always like to say, you know, let's go undefeated until the next pod comes out. And this is ever since we dropped that last pod the heat has not won a game um and I really don't know how to feel to be honest that that last pod I titled it is the energy about to shift for the Miami heat and after that pod the energy did shift it did so you know to answer that question we had for the title of that last episode it definitely shifted the only thing was was that we never defined how it would shift. Would it shift in a good way or a bad way? And man did we find out. Cause oh oh my gosh. Let's let's go through this real quick. We lost to Washington and it's like I didn't feel too bad about it. I mean I really wish we had won that game but it is what it is. You know we only had like seven people playing all together so it's it's fine in my opinion. Next game after that who who did we lose to I, I really don't know at this point because we've, we've been we taking l what
1: We lost to Cleveland to the game by Washington. Well, we got okay. annihilated by Cleveland.
0: Oh, Sorry. yeah. You know what? Because, I mean, you know, I think I just scratched that whole game out of my mind. But, yeah. So, we lost to Cleveland, and then we lost to Minnesota. And I remember seeing us up big, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're actually doing it right now. And then Minnesota goes on a 37 lead, 37 run. I mean, like I said, I don't really know where to go with this episode because it's honestly exhausting. We're 7 and 11 right now after playing 18 games all together. And really, I, I don't know. And today, with me, I got Dean Taylor, and we're just here to sort of make sense of everything. And I know. There, There's negatives, but at the same time, you could try to be optimistic. I don't know how, but that's what I got you guys here for to help me see the light by any chance. And, yeah, because, like I said, I really got no idea how to describe any of this stuff because a part of me was always scared about the idea of us running it back. And I didn't know how his season was going to go. But we're 7-11, and 11, and, like, I know people are mentioning how other teams are doing bad, but I'm not concerned about those other teams. I'm concerned about the Heat. So I, I know I'm kind of sounding a little monotone right now. Forgive me, y'all, uh, but that, that's the only way for me to truly, in my own heart, describe what I'm seeing because I'm really at the point where I just might become a full-time Dolphins fan until the heat stops breaking my heart because it's, it's honestly getting too much for me because I should not be feeling this nervous about heat playing against any of these teams because we're going to be playing Washington. Both games are at home, back-to-back games, and I don't even know what the hell is going to happen. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. But until then, I need y'all help because I'm tired and I just don't know what to do right now. And I'm just at a loss for words, to be completely honest. So we'll start off with you, Dean. I'm
1: I'm not really too excited about this team. I had a lot of concerns coming into the season, but I had a lot of um, hope because of the coaching staff. But uh, looking at these last four games, it's, it's really disappointing. And I'm not too sure about... But Sp- I mean, let me let me just say this before I I even get it before I even say what I'm about to say. Never ever ever criticize Spo for nothing. I think Spo is probably one of the. It's probably he's to me in my opinion he's top five greatest coaches all time. He's one of the best. He is the best coach in the NBA. Uh, not counting Pop. But I've seen what uh the uh, interview they did with Spo and Spo looks defeated. He sounds defeated. But what, I'm, what I would say is this has not been one of the best coaching jobs Spo has did. I've seen Spo do way more talent. And, and you look at this, at these games, and you see that the offense has really been a problem. And it's actually kind of been a problem last season, too, where they go on spurts, where they just can't score the ball. Now, if you look at these last four games with Miami, uh, Miami scored in the third quarter. It's just third quarter alone. Miami is one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA. But I just want to just really focus on the second half on these games. Um, first game against Toronto in the third quarter, Miami scored nineteen points, giving up thirty points to Toronto. Uh, the game against Washington, where we went into uh overtime, Miami scored. 19 points in the second, in the third quarter, and 16 points in the fourth quarter. The game where we got annihilated by Cleveland, Miami scored 15 points in the second quarter, 22 points in the third quarter. And the game, this is ridiculous. In the game against Minnesota last night, Miami scored 19 points in the third quarter while giving up 37 points to minnesota um you just can't win basketball like that i mean the defensively i don't think it's too much of a problem because they did hold minnesota to 105 points which in today's basketball is it's pretty good you can you can win like that but you can't win with scoring 19 points in the uh in the third quarter suppose sp- and yeah, and injury. You can say injury is the problem, but a lot of teams are injured, and it's part of basketball. You got to play with what you got. And I, I just don't see like this is being Spo' best head coaching job. I, I've seen them do way more than with less talent. This is not a, a horrible team right now. I mean, it is horrible, but roster wise, it's still got some pretty good players. Um, I do want to give a lot of credit to to Kyle. He has been he has been okay with and in this uh four-game losing streak besides the game against Cleveland. Kyle's been keeping his team afloat. And he's he's the only ball handler right now on his team. So I don't really get where the Kyle slander is coming from in these four games because he's like I say he's been doing good. He's being the only ball handler but what I have the the only negative thing I have to say about this is Spo is giving Kyle too many minutes. And I know I, what I just said, he's the only ball handler. But Kyle's 37 years old. He's always known to miss in 13 to 15, to maybe even 20 games a season. And to play in 44 minutes a game in these four-game stretch early in November is going to be bad. And we, we're going to see that down the stretch later on in the season where Kyle's going to be missing tons of games. But Like I was saying before, this is one of the worst offensive teams in all of basketball, and I just don't see it getting better, even with the additions of uh, Jimmy
0: and Tyler coming back. Right. I couldn't agree anymore because, you know what, and like you mentioned, I mean, I've been concerned about someone like Jimmy playing big minutes whenever he plays because one thing I still can't get over, and I've mentioned this in, like, the last couple of pods, like, This man Jimmy played 42 minutes against the friggin' um what's their name? The Hornets of all teams. So yes, that was horrible. You get a guy like Kyle, who's probably more injury prone than Jimmy, and you're playing him big minutes too. Like that's also a major concern as well, especially when you look at, you know, how injuries played a big factor in his playoff performance for the Heat last season, you know, like you can't afford to have a guy like him miss time, especially when you're going to need him the most come those 16 games that we're going to need to win. Yeah. yeah
2: I tell, not to cut you off, Joel, but I just, while we're talking about Kyle Lowry, you know, I tip in. I completely agree. And I feel like Kyle has shown us what he can do when he is, you know, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if I want to count this as a hundred percent healthy from him, but, uh, I do like what I saw from uh, from Kyle from these past games, you know, aside from the Cleveland game, but uh, I do like what I've seen from him, and I think this is what he should have been contributing last post, you know, last postseason. And I definitely agree with you, Dean. If Spo needs to cut back on his minutes, or else we're we're not going to see this Kyle Lowry after All Star break. We're not. But so see, the thing I'm is,
1: gonna... I'm sorry, but the, but the thing is, with that is. Spo is looking at it as as he can't cut Kyle's minutes because who's that second ball handler? Me personally, I think is is Jokic. I I think Spo is playing him out of position. I yes, he's built like a center, but he said in in pre workout and pre draft workouts that he's a point guard, and his best attributes is is a point guard. Like I mean, he's going to contribute more with bringing the ball on the court. And he only played 20 minutes last night. And I know he it wasn't a great 20 minutes, but I mean, he, he should have definitely played more and he should have played more on the ball.
2: Yeah, I agree with that because even though he, I, I think he, you know, he is a, a natural point guard. I think that's where he needs to be. But I guess in Spoh's mind, I'm well, I'm assuming in Spoh's mind, he's like, okay, where is he proficient, you know, right now? And that's where the position, he, you know, he has him in right now. But I think he ha- he needs to go ahead and just force him into that port- into that point guard position just so that he can get comfortable there and learn that role more. Because you're not going to learn unless you're just put into it. You can't just work on it in practice and then not do it in the game. So I'm not sure. You know, hopefully he's working on it in practice. I don't know. But, you you know, he's only going to get that full experience of being a point guard by actually doing it in the game. And, yeah, Kyle can't be our point guard all the time. He He, he just can't. He's not there anymore when, you know, when it comes to age and uh, ability and athleticism, he's not there anymore. He can't be our sole point guard when uh, when we're down a couple of players because of injuries. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, that I, I do believe that – as much as it hurts me to say it, I do believe that Spo dropped the ball on that. And if if him having to go at a point guard, may, you know, cost us a couple games, as long as he's getting that experience so that he's ready to go down the road when – not saying these games don't count, but when the games start mattering just a little bit more, you know, down the road, as long as we have him there by, you know, where he needs to be by then. I
1: agree with what she said, and I think I sp- spoke my piece on that on this whole situation. Uh, with with Gabe being out, I, I just believe that Jokic should should have been the backup point guard, the primary backup point guard. I, I just don't see. Where um, I'm sorry, I just don't see where a, a guy like uh, Jamal Jamal Cain gets more minutes than Jokic, and and or or even Highsmith. I I'm, I I, I this is so frustrating. I just don't see what they. I just don't think they bring more to the table than than Jokic do. I mean, Kyle Kyle's been great in these four games outside the the, the Cleveland game, but he just doesn't need to play 44 minutes in November. I mean let's just be realistic he just doesn't need to play 44 minutes in November there, there's no way this team should have been should have been fighting so hard to beat this uh Minnesota team and and, and Minnesota is not a they as a playoff team they're not that bad but it, it was just it was just awful and then they played zone damn near, the whole game and because the players couldn't stay in front of nobody spo just gotta find the right players right now and it's 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 not working because they're not on his team. That's why he can't find the right players because they're not on his team.
2: Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a minute for us to be able to find a good backup lineup, I would say, when our star players are out or not playing as much, you know, not playing as many minutes or are in, you know, foul trouble finding that perfect backup lineup. I think it's still going to take a little bit time, a little bit of time. And I think that's what he's trying to experiment with now, but it's just like there's, I feel like he could have made better decisions, but I kind of see how he's trying to experiment with the, with the backup lineup. But that, you know, what he did last night.
1: There wasn't a backup lineup. It was only three guys playing and Deadman only had 10 minutes. So, I mean, it was, it just really wasn't no backup lineup.
0: Yeah, uh, Yeah. Right, And, you know, it's just a tough situation altogether. And, you know, it it all comes from just having a bad offseason altogether because, you know, for us to be playing the players that we have so many minutes to be doing, like, and you mentioned this team specifically with Kyle, like, to do what we're doing right now in such an early part of the season, like, all together, this just shows you how bad right now this roster is. Like, this is not the ideal squad Miami wants to work with, and this is not a team Miami is confident with, you know, because there's only so much players you can really trust on to get you to the promised land. And, you know, the he obviously won't come out and say this, but this is obviously not a championship team. You know, unless anyone wants to go out there and say that this team is gonna pull what the nineteen ninety nine Knicks did or the ninety five Rockets and make it to the play make it to the finals despite being like a bottom four team in the playoffs, like unless you're really confident something like that is going to happen, you know, this is just not a championship team. And, you know, before we continue on, you know, I just want to give a quick word from our sponsor. Um, NBA fans, the action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, so go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Plays the same game parlay and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Um, The Heat, they got these up to the next two games against um, the Wizards. And with the way how they're playing, I don't know how either game will go. But for the sake of being the Heat fan that I am, I'm just going to say the Heat will win both games. Because why the (laughs) hell not? I got nothing to lose. So... With pay, payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 bets, um, free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Anyways, Moving on. Um, is there anything y'all wanna say before we get into the next topic? Anything y'all wanna throw in? Yeah, don't bet on Miami this next
1: is coming up week.
0: (laughs) Man, but I really don't know where to go from and honestly I wanna see what you guys think the heat can do to improve this team because i feel like there's a lot and i know this has been like a recurring thing to talk about on this pod like we might as well make it into a whole segment but i mean what else can we talk about regarding besides can we improve the squad because it feels like that's the only thing that we can truly touch on especially when you're rooting for a team that's constantly losing right now so what what improvements do y'all think the heat can make um do you want to start us off taylor
2: yeah, I'll start us off. Mine's going to be really quick because it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's a quick fix, but there's like, just it's the little things that count that that I've been noticing that we haven't been doing. And I know I said this every single time I'm on the pod, but it's literally our aggressiveness. Like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, Max was shooting and it just wasn't falling, you know, like like they usually were. But um, for example, Bam, there were a lot of times where he was just, you know, making an aggressive drive to the basket, but then just kicking it, like go up, you know, go up to the basket strong. Like don't, don't back down. Like there was a lot of that going on, a lot of driving and kicking. I'm like, okay, what's the point of this? Yeah. I know we want to move the ball, but then at the same time, like go up get your foul, get your hand one, you know, get something like it was just a lot of uh, not even looking at the basket, a lot of catching the ball and looking for the next person to pass. to. It was a lot of dribbling around, nothing, nothing, nothing going towards the basket, no aggressiveness towards the basket. Um, but that doesn't count for my dude Kyle Lowry. I will say that he, he did step up and um, with his assist, I think the, the assist that he had, I forgot how many he had, but the assist that he did had that he did have, I feel like it did contribute towards um, the movement of the ball and uh, trying to get everyone else included in uh, in scoring. But I think it's just, it's just l- lack of aggressiveness is what – and that's always our issue. I don't understand why, but that's always our issue is nobody wanting to score. It doesn't look like anyone's aggressive to score or eager to score. That's really my only takeaway right now because it, it, it's just always, like, either a lack of effort, a lack of aggressiveness, aggressiveness, a lack of energy. And if one person is uh, down, it kind of brings other people down with them. So I think it's just lack of, lack of energy, lack of uh, – aggressiveness, aggressiveness, lack of a lot of the
0: little things. Right. And Dean, what's on your
2: mind?
1: Um, I don't think there's anything that's out there that's going to help this team drastically change into uh, the offseason. I don't think there's a trade out there that's going to help turn this team around. Um, I said it before. I, just stick it out with this season. See what you got. If you go to the playoffs, good. Losing the first round. If you don't make the playoffs, even better. You keep you keep your lottery pick and you hopefully draft someone good and make some trades. But I don't think it's any trade out there, any player that's out there that's going to help move this needle. I know people is talking about John Collins and whoever and Westbrook. And I don't even know why that's a topic. But there's not a player out there right now that's going to help this team get back to what they was last year. And that's to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so, I, like I said before, you just stick out what you got this season, play the season, play the rest of the season, and scrap it in the offseason. A lot of these players will not be on this team in the offseason anyway. So, I say clean up shop after this season. Just finish playing out this season and clean up shop next season because I don't think there's a trade out there that's going to help directly change this team. Um, Depot, maybe when he comes back, but it's not looking like it is it's hard to to say a player who's keep coming off these knee injuries that he's having or whatever injury these quad injuries that he's having that he's going to come back and change uh the team drastically i I don't believe in i don't believe in depot anymore and i was a big believer coming into the season of depot but you know he just hasn't played at all so it's just like uh, it's it's, there's nothing there with depot If, if, if you get whatever minutes you get from depot Whatever you get, period, from Depot is a positive because we haven't been getting anything from him since he's been on his team. Um, we can use Yurt because we're drastically bad and rebounding. But once again, he's out, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. And who's to say once he comes back he's going to be any type of help? So like I said, there's not a player out there or that's on this team that's going to help drastically change this team. So. I'm, I'm sticking with my agenda to uh, play out the rest of the season and scrap it during the off
0: season. And you know what? I hate, I hate to agree with you on this. I really do. But for me, it's tough because I don't know like what type of move the heat can make right now. You feel me? Like, I don't know if the heat can really make any sort of adjustment to the squad. I mean, all I know for sure is that we better not do that thing where for the third straight season, our apparent trade deadline acquisition is Victor Oladipo, because I'm not with that stuff, you know, but at the same time, it's like, who are we going to acquire? Because like you mentioned, there's John Collins, and then you mentioned the Westbrook thing, which is apparently if he gets bought out, Miami is supposed to be where he should go. I don't know about that. That That's but,
1: just a dumb move right there. That's just my opinion. No disrespect to Westbrook or whatever, but that's, that's just not a smart move. Right. For Miami.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that, and then I know I keep mentioning it, but I know a lot of people keep hyping up the Harrison Barnes bandwagon. Overall, I just don't think there's anything out there unless – Kevin Durant requests to trade again, and Brooklyn is high enough to the point where they're willing to accept the trade of Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, and whatever scraps we got on our roster, then sure, you know, but it, it, I really don't know, you know. I, I was really hoping that I would not get PTSD from that dreaded 2021 season, but it's looking like it's going to be like that. And I hate to say it, I hate to be negative, but th- there's no other way to really look at it right now. Because to be 18 games in and we're four games below 500, it's, it's a little too much for me to take in right now. And you can't help but learn. It's funny because I literally... What's the word I'm looking for? I literally said before the season started, and I, I made this very clear during the... Um, pods while the season was going on that if the heat stays above 500 and can just get their wins then we should be good i'm not saying we'd finish as the one seed but shoot if we could just finish top four i'd be cool with that and the fact that we're sitting here and we're trying to stay above 500 like i don't i don't know man because i don't like this whole thing where we're trying to keep our head above the water. And I know there are other teams struggling, but like I mentioned before, I don't care about those other teams. I'm worried about the heat and seeing them be able to be the best team they could possibly be. And you know what? I really don't know. It's gonna be a tough one. And you know, before we close it out, you know, let's let's just talk about these next two games against the Wizards. DM what do you think is gonna happen? Because
1: I, I just don't see. I'm just this is me being completely honest. But this is just more than the the next two game against the Wizards, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. But Miami next seven games is, is pretty tough. You got the Wizards twice. You got at Atlanta, at Boston, at Boston again, and at Memphis. It's kind of hard to see where Miami gets another win at. In those next next six seven games, um, maybe we can pull one out and and uh, against the Wizards. Good thing is they're both home. I don't think Tyler will be back then, or maybe even Jimmy. It, it's just tough to see where Miami gets their next win in these next uh, seven seven to six games. But maybe right. hopefully we can get one one out in uh, DC. Versus uh,
0: the Wizards, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I think, too. You know, it would be great if we can win both. But even then, I'm not going to be optimistic because why should I at this point? Because y- y'all already know with this squad. But I don't know. I'm not, Like I said, when I was doing my DraftKings sponsorship just now, I'm, I'm going to have the Heat win both. You know, I think the Heat will go 71-11. and 11, So mm. that's to be my final take for the heat right now and then if not they'll go if they lose both games they'll go what is it 69 and 13 because at this Ooh. point I, I really just don't care anymore i don't really care anymore about having realistic expectations
1: because at so so point, are you killing your
0: your, your wimby agenda is, is, is you killing it Oh, you know what? I really don't know because the problem is we know that he aren't going to actually tank. So, you know,
1: they don't have to tank. This team is actually that bad. They don't, Uh they don't actually have the tank. Yes. Miami is going to win. They're going to go in a 15 game stretch where they win 12 games because of how great Spo is as a coach. But this team is actually really that bad. Um I see this team I mean they have two choices and every NBA team has two choices either make the playoffs or become a lottery team. Miami is they're kind of in the middle. Like they are there this season they're in the middle of the road team. Is either they're going to, and that's with any NBA team they're going to make the playoffs or become a lottery team. But Miami is is right there in like right there in the middle. To whereas though, if they make the playoffs, they're going to lose in the first round. And if they become a lottery team, they're not going to be that bad as a as a team where they they're going to pick in a top five. So Miami is in the middle of the road team, and it's just frustrating because it's so. And then it's so hard to watch these games. That Minnesota game, and it was it was close or whatever, but it was just so hard to watch it. And same thing with the Cleveland game. I think, well, that was so hard to watch because Miami just got just got blown off the off the court. But it's like it's just hard to watch this team because you see how great Spo is as a coach. And what this team done in the past, the past, you know, two years, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals and making it to the NBA Finals in the bubble. And you and you think that this roster has what it takes just because we was End Game 7 in Eastern Conference Finals. But no, this team had flaws last year and it's carrying on to this year. And the flaws is even even greater now. So that's why it's so frustrating to Heat fans like me who's seen the flaws in last year and now seeing it this year and seeing that we did not get better. And them flaws got greater. So I, that's why it's just so frustrating to watch. And that's why... I. I I don't want to make the playoffs. I'd rather just be a lottery team. I don't want to make the playoffs and then we get annihilated again in the first round and get swept. And it was just like, oh, well, we should have you know, kept losing and got a, a better pick. But hey, it is what it is. And it is, I respect the Heat organization for not wanting to be that team that to tank and lose on purpose or whatever the case may be. And I, I respect that.
0: But I just don't... Hey, everybody got their different opinions. I agree. And honestly, that's probably the best way to close it out. You know what you just said right there. Because, you know what? I really don't know what the Heat will do at this point. And I don't know. Maybe this team will be able to pick it up. The reason why I just don't know if I can sit through this whole season is because I feel like what we've seen with some of our stars playing these huge minutes is only going to be a sneak peek of what we're going to be seeing for the remainder of this year. So to watch our own guys be gassed out by the time the playoffs start, like I'm just not going to be there for it. So I really don't know. And – I feel like we've been depressing enough, so I feel like <laughs> let's just close the pod out right here. Um, But overall, um, shout-outs to you, Deem, and Taylor for hopping in for today's episode. Follow Deem on Twitter at BLDeem, and make sure to follow Taylor at Chanel underscore 1301. And y'all can follow me at Joel K. Jacob underscore. And make sure to give a follow to the Heat versus The World Twitter page and to all of our social media platforms at HVTW Podcast. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel at Heat versus The World while also checking out our website at hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com. That way you'll have access to all Heat versus The World content even when we're not recording a new episode. And I don't know... Hopefully we'll have something good coming out soon because from the way how it's going, like today's episode, you know, y'all been hearing the sound depressed as hell, and until the heat pick it up, y'all probably might just be getting more obvious. If we're being honest, so until then, hopefully things work out. I don't know what to expect. Go Dolphins! Tour. Go Dolphins! <laughs> yeah, like. To a go, go win a stat Super Bowl because right now you're the only thing that matters right now for all of Miami sports. But aside from that, take care of you guys and hit my music because until next time, until that next dreaded Miami Heat adventure comes, we out. Go Dolphins! <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.